Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and appreciate our awesome, awesome ministers who have just ministered in song and the choir. Put your hands together. Clap your hands. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. You're welcome to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries. And we thank God for his glory that is being revealed in our lives. And we want to say a very big God bless you to those of us, those of you who are joining us online this morning. The Lord bless you and may his favor and grace be upon you and your family. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Amen. Oh, your amen was so... Uh -huh. Praise be to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because in the house of the Lord there is rejoicing. Amen. And there is thanksgiving. When we come to the house of the Lord, there's something different that we experience. And we don't just experience, but we take home with us. Amen. That is the power and the presence of God. Our hearts are lifted up. Amen. There's something tangible from the presence of God that will be deposited in you before you leave this place today. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm ministering to you a word God has put upon my spirit and, and looking at it, I, I, I just know that we'll have to kind of continue next week. Amen. Because we want to keep to a certain time today. Amen. But this, I think it's a, a word in season. It's a seasonal word which has encouraged my heart and I know will encourage your heart. Oh, General, God bless you, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, our ministry and message I've titled, Do Not Be Discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Amen. Oh, I appreciate the choir. These people, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Don't be discouraged. You know, we are in a certain time in the world, not just Ghana, all over the world. Amen. These are, I, I don't want to call them discouraging times. I just call them some different times. We're in a different time. Everything is changed and um, life is not as it used to be. Amen. And for many people, um, it's quite tough quite difficult because every day you hear something else every day you hear of losses and it can be quite disheartening and the spirit of God put this word in my heart and I just want to minister it unto your spirit and I know that the God who gives his word he say he's he sends his word the word of God is always sent and is sent for a purpose I know that that purpose shall be revealed in your life amen when we talk about discouragement we talk about losing confidence and courage in, in life, in, in situations. You know, it's a state of being that sometimes um, can be akin to getting into a state of despair, feeling like you cannot go on, feeling like you cannot take it anymore, or you can't face certain things anymore. 
is a very strong emotional state, which when unchecked can lead to depression, um, making of wrong decisions, because when you are discouraged, you tend to make wrong decisions. And sometimes people can go as far as becoming suicidal. And that is not the will of God for our lives. Amen. It's not the will of God for your life. Amen. I think 2015, I heard a word of God in my spirit. God said to me that there are more discouraged in life than encouraged. So I want you to encourage my people. And I was wondering, how do I do it? Do I preach a sermon? Do I write a book? What do I do? Or do I preach on the radio? And I don't know why, but it kind of slipped my mind. How it could, I can't imagine, but it did. Until 2019, the word came back to me again that I've said to you that my people, more people are discouraged than encouraged. I want you to encourage my people. And again, I was wondering how to go about it, but suddenly, I found a way because a friend of mine sent me a post in a certain pattern and it came to me like, wow, this is how you can send this word of encouragement. And by the grace of God, I started. And since November 2019, every day, or at least almost every day, God gives me a word of encouragement to send out. And looking at 2020 and this year 2021 that we've just begun, we see that God is a timely God. God is always on time. God knows ahead. He knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. God knew that these trying times would come and his people would need encouragement. And so we began. And I believe that for those of you who receive the encouraging messages, you are being encouraged. If you are here and you don't receive our encouraging messages after service, just give your name to the desk at the back and you will be getting your daily dose of encouragement by the grace of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everyone needs to be encouraged. Everyone needs encouragement from kings to paupers, the rich, the poor, young and old. Everyone needs encouragement. I mean, at some point in time or the other. The new word that has come into the world for some time now is the word stress. Because I, I don't remember when I was young ever hearing the word stress. Maybe I was too young to hear it. But it seems like in these past maybe 20 or so years, the word stress is a key word. And people you know, are stressed. I think that maybe the psychologists found it after you know, diagnosing how people were feeling stress. And I believe that the, the state of being stressed is an offshoot of being discouraged. You see, because when life and issues of life become overwhelming, and sometimes um, it can be because of you know, a myriad of different problems or different situations. You, you don't even know what to do. And you just don't feel right. You can't put a finger on what is wrong. And they diagnose it as stress. And stress causes a lot of things. People are sick. People can't sleep. People, you know, all kinds of things. And people who do not know God, and even people who do, not, do know God, sometimes tend to other things for solution, like to alcohol, some to drugs, some to you know, a lifestyle, thinking that they will find happiness, they'll find peace, or they'll feel okay. Some to become very angry and bitter, and uh, you just can't live with them, can't cope with them. But stress is real, and it comes from being discouraged, feeling overwhelmed in life. It's a state, amen, and comes from discouragement. Discouragement will rob you of your peace your joy in life. 
and sometimes can even lead to physical ailments. This one, I want to zone in into the life of a man of God called Elijah, who became very discouraged and very stressed. And I believe that from his account, we will learn something and we'll take something to bring us to the place where we can cope and even get rid of discouragement in our life, be able to overcome discouragement. His name, Elijah, means Yahweh is my God. That is the meaning of his name. So his name itself is a declaration of faith. Yahweh is my God. So when we call this Yahweh is my God, Elijah. Now, this Elijah suddenly appears and his introduction is Elijah of Tish, of Tishbite, who nobody knows where his ancestry or whatever came from, but this man clearly had a passion for God, and he saw that Israel at that time stood between two opinions, in the sense that the people, some worshipped Baal and some worshipped God, they just couldn't make up their mind. And his passion was that the worship of God should be pure, amen, and that the idol, idol worship should be removed from the land. And so... He called for a contest on Mount Carmel um, between the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the group and himself, one person. I want to read from 1 Kings chapter 18. I'll be reading a lot, but it will help us. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab was a king and his wife Jezebel, that Ahab said to him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house in that you have forsaken the commandments of God and you have followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal 450, and the prophets of the group 400, who eat at Jezebel's table. Because Jezebel, the queen at that time, was practicing idol worship and, and encouraged these prophets of Baal. And Ahab sent to the children of Israel and gathered all the people together on Mount Carmel. It's a contest. And Elijah came unto the people and said, How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Then the people did not answer him a word. That means that they were not decided. They couldn't say that we are for God. They weren't decided. And Elijah said unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of God. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, that's cows, and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And I'll also dress another bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And you call upon the name of your gods and I'll call upon the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. So he called for a contest between himself standing for God and the prophets of Baal. And the people said, you've spoken well. And so he said to the prophets, about, you go first. And they came, they did all their contortions, their magic, and everything that they knew to do. They were leaping, and they were dancing, escalating, started to even cut themselves. There was no response. There was no fire. And the Bible said they did it from morning to evening. Nothing happened. Then finally Elijah's turn came. And he took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And he built the altar of God. And he put the bullock, the cow, on it. I want to just go fast. And then he called for four barrels of water to be brought. And he poured it upon the altar and upon the cow. And then he said again, 
bring another four barrels. They poured, so obviously the altar was drenched. The, the, the sacrifice was drenched, it was wet. And then he said, do it a third time. Twelve barrels for better effect. And then they did it a third time. And the, the water ran about the altar, it was wet. And the trenches was also filled with water. And the Bible said in the evening, Elijah came and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are the God of Israel, and I am your servant. And I've done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, that the people will know that you are the Lord God and turn their hearts back to you again. And the Bible said when he had prayed, the fire of God fell from heaven. And consumed the altar. The wet water was burnt. Totally licked up the water in the trench. Licked up the water on the altar. Burned the sacrifice. And when all the people saw the Bible says, they fell on their faces. And they started crying, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I pray this morning that may the Lord prove himself in your life like that. May God manifest his glory in your life like that. Wherever there's anything, any controversy concerning your life, your destiny, ah, I pray this one that may God show up like that, manifest his power and manifest his glory, that there will be no shadow of doubt that you serve the living God. Is somebody with me this morning? Put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap offering for the Lord. He is God. Hallelujah. And after that, Elijah took the prophets of Baal. 450 and 400 prophets of group, the group, and he took them to the brookish and he, he slew them. He killed all of them. Obviously, he slew them. Obviously he, cut, he cut their necks. So it was a bloody sacrifice at the brook. Not one escaped. Mighty man of God. Mighty man of valor. A man of great courage and strength. This is Elijah that we see. But let's see what happens to him. Go down to 1 Kings chapter 19. And the Bible says, And Ahab the king went home and told his wife Jezebel, Today, Elijah has killed all your prophets, slain them with a mighty slaughter. And Jezebel, she sent a message to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as one of them that you slew by tomorrow morning about this time. Simple words. A threat. This mighty man of God, who had called such a powerful contest, who by himself has slain 450 prophets of Baal, including the 40, 490. This man shook at the words these simple words of this woman. Now let's see what happens. His Bible says that, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life for I'm no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked in coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back again the second time and touched him and said, Arise 
ate because the journey is too great for you. So he arose, ate, and drank, and he went in the strength of that food. Bible says for 40 days and 40 nights unto Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. So he went to approach God. And he went into a cave and spent a night in the place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and asked him, Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left. And they seek to take my life. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. God said to him, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountains, broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After that, there came an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire. The Bible said the Lord was not in the fire. Then after the fire, there was a still small voice. The voice of the Lord came. So it was when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face with his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice came to Elijah. What are you doing here? And he repeated the same thing. I've been zealous for the Lord, and now I'm the only one left of all the prophets, and now they seek to take my life. I mean, strongly discouraged. This man was strongly discouraged. And the Lord said to him, go, return and go to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king in Syria, and anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shephat, in your stead, in your place. Meaning that Elijah was losing his place as the prophet, the prophet Uno in the land. So go and hand over to Elisha. And then he said to him, and whoever escapes the sword of Hazel, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. And God said to him, yet I have reserved 7,000 Israel, whose knees have not bowed to, uh, to bow, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So God was, I've left a remnant. I've left uh, 7,000 who worship me. Elijah thought that he was left alone. But God said, no, you're not alone. There are 7,000 people who still worship me. But I want you to see this picture, or these two pictures. A man full of zeal, an anointed man, very strong, a man who was confident in his God, then by just a, a word, a message sent to him, that even touch his body, just a word, he becomes so discouraged that, number one, he wants to die. Say, so it is enough. He becomes suicidal. I want to die. Just take my life. Number two, he felt that he was alone. He started having unrealistic thoughts. And it happens. Whenever you are discouraged, your thinking is not right. Your imagination runs wild. Become, we think all kinds of things. Everybody hates me. Nobody wants me. I'm this and that. That is when you begin to think those thoughts. And he couldn't continue with his ministry. He secluded himself. And that's what happens when discouragement sets in. Most people, when they get discouraged, instead of trying to you know, go to others or find help, they seclude themselves, they, they close in, they shut in. And that is when the enemy is able to work on you. I want to encourage you this morning that if you are feeling discouraged in life, reach out. Reach out. Reach out to God and reach out to somebody. 
The feeling you have is, let me be by myself. Nobody cares about me. I also don't care whether they don't care about me. And then you begin to sink. Because the purpose of the enemy, Jesus has told us, is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And discouragement is a strong weapon that the enemy uses. You see that this man suddenly changes. Overnight, he changes. But for the mercy of God, only God knows what would have happened. The words of Jezebel, simple words, that to, I will do the same thing you've done to these people tomorrow by this time. Simple words. But you see, words are not so simple. The Bible says the words are like that. Whatever or whenever you hear something, it enters into your ear gate and it enters into your soul. And if you allow it to take root, it changes your thinking and then it affects your emotions. Your will becomes changed by the words. And before you know, you are acting on it. And the more you act on it, it enters into your spirit. And then it becomes a stronghold that you cannot break and you cannot shake off. And that is when people will kill themselves, people will do all things, people will be depressed, people will go down, people will become insane. Because sometimes, word, just a word, words are like darts. Words are powerful. Amen. Words are powerful. Psalm 64, 1 to 3 says, I hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. From the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongues like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words. So the psalm is talking about arrows, and the arrows are not physical arrows, but words. So who bend their bows to shoot their arrows? And he says, bitter words. The words you hear affect you. So and in the same way, the words you speak to others also affect them. So watch that. Words are like that. What you hear, what you, you hear. And sometimes, I always say, sometimes you can't help hearing things. But what you think on, what you allow to take root in your mind is so important. What you think upon. Because the more you receive a word and you think upon it, the more you are inclined to believe it. And when you believe it, then it begins to work in you. And if it's good, it begins to work faith and goodness in you. If it's a negative, it begins to work negativity in you. And that is when people go down. We hear different words every day. In fact, we hear voices every day. Different voices speak to us. I think yesterday or something in the encouragement, I talked about voices of discouragement. You see, there are different voices that we hear. The voices of the world, the things you hear, the news, all those are voices of the world. You hear different things every day. You woke up this morning, you probably heard some news. Voices of the world, they have an effect on you. And the more you allow them to take root in you, the more it will work on you, either positively or negatively. We have the voice of your own human spirit. What your own human spirit is saying to you, according to your experiences, according to how you are feeling. So your own, our own human spirit speaks to us. And if you listen to that, sometimes, oftentimes, it may be wrong. It may be because it's based upon your senses. Sight, hearing, taste, touch. It's based upon that. So your own human spirit may be speaking to you, but it's what your own human spirit is speaking to you right. Is it the truth? It may be fact, but facts are always not truth. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Then we have the voice of the devil. So those of you think there's no devil? Mm -mm. Wait. The voice of Satan himself and demons that speak. Sometimes you hear a voice. It, it, not, maybe not audibly in your ear, but within you. And sometimes it can get so strong. How many of you have, have ever experienced that? Yeah. <laughs> Only a few of you. Wrong thoughts, negative thoughts, and it seems to haunt you and haunt you and haunt you. Oh, well, maybe you have, have heard. Yeah, because sometimes, oh, why not say, ubewu, 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 Why not say, ubewu, ubewu, That will care to you. Sometimes you're going to do something like, will it be okay? No, it won't be. Oh, you, somebody already tried, they fail. Oh, don't do it. You, you, you won't get it right. Those are the voices of demons speaking discouragement, speaking negativity to you. And if you allow them, those voices can destroy you. Then above all these voices, we have the voice of God. Amen. Which comes to us to give us strength, to, to give us direction. Amen. And so every day, all these voices may be speaking to you. But I pray that you have the spirit of discernment to discern where is this coming from? Where is this thought coming from? When I say voices, I'm not talking about audible, something within your, your, yourself. Where is this coming from? Where is this information coming from? Is it of God? Is it of myself? Is it because of the things that are happening or is it from the enemy? We must be discerning. Amen. It's not everything that you feel, everything that you hear that you need to allow, you know, a seat in your heart within you. Elijah allowed the words of Jezebel to sit within him. And it, it manifested in extreme discouragement and fear and thoughts of giving up on life and thoughts of dying. He went, he ran, he ran for his life. And he said, Lord, take away my life. It is enough. It is enough. Is it enough? Lord, take my life. I've had it. I can't go on anymore. It is enough. He said, I want my life to end. But beloved, I come to tell you this morning that, you see, God has set the days of your life. He says that your, he's the Lord. Your times are in his hands. He has set the days and seasons appointed for your life here on earth. Hallelujah. He determines the length of your life, the days of your life, not you. So we don't have the right to say we are giving up on life. It is not in your hands to give up on life. You can't afford to give up. If God hasn't finished with you yet, who are you to say, God, it is enough. I am tired. My breath. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And I pray this one that if there's anyone here or online going through this, may God deliver you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't give up on life. You don't give up on anything. Because if you don't give up, you, 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 you'll be amazed at what is coming next. Amen. You'll be amazed at what is coming next. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your vision. Don't give up above all on God. Don't give up on God. God hasn't finished with you yet. There's more that he will do in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Instead of giving up, seek the strength of God. You see, if you seek God, he will give you all the strength that you need to weather any storm. 
It doesn't matter how terrible he will give you the strength that you need. Listen, whatever you are going through, somebody has been there, done that, has a t-shirt to show for it. Somebody has gone through it. They survived. They made it. And I declare unto you, you will also make it. No matter what it is, you will make it in the name of Jesus. Amen. In, uh, in this time, you know, people are faced with so many things, loss of loved ones. Every day somebody died of COVID-19. Every day these people are fighting battles. People are in the hospital. People have dear ones in the hospital. Finances are bad. Everything that you can think of is happening in the whole world over. Marriages are under stress. I hear, you know, not in Ghana. In, in London, they're about zero. Husbands and wives are fighting because see, when, you're, when you're under lockdown, so we are not, we are not under lockdown, so in Ghana, okay. When you're under lockdown and you are, you are, you are with this person every day and it's like, in, there's a small room and I mean, hey, it becomes wild. So marriages are getting under stress. Because of that, you know, first at least he will go out to work or you also, you know, but now, lockdown. <laughs> Others also suffer from loneliness. They live alone. So they are alone, the four walls. Nobody's coming, they can't go out. All kinds of stresses. People, apart from COVID-19, are going through all kinds of persecutions and trials, you know. But God gives us the strength. And I declare God will give you the strength. All the strength that you need to weather your storm. Somebody's storm might be different from your storm. But whatever your storm is, if you seek the face of God, he will give you all the strength you need to weather your storm. If you believe that, put your hands together and thank the Lord for his grace. Grace, 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 grace given to us. God will give you the strength to endure. You know, because there are certain things that God will deliver you out of, you don't have to go through. Others, you will remain in it, but he gives us the strength to endure. He will give you the strength to endure until it's passed. And when it's passed over, you would have been bettered for it. He will give you the strength to prevail against whatever it is, and he will give you above all the strength to overcome. When we seek God, he will give us that strength. God sent Elijah help. The Bible says that he, he slept and whilst he was asleep, an angel of the Lord came to him, baked the cake, put water there, tapped him on the chest, wake up, Elijah, eat. An angel of the Lord helped from above. He said, arise and eat. He ate. He was so tired. And he slept again. Wake up, eat. Because the journey that you are going on it's, it's, it's very fine. It's difficult. God will give you that kick that you need. The strength that you need. Sometimes it will be in wisdom. Sometimes it will be in divine helpers. Sometimes it will be in counsel. Sometimes it will be a word or a song. This morning I was playing a song and I asked the choir to sing it. You see, I think, um, okay, so my son is 22. 22, yeah, so he's 22. So let's 22 or 23 years ago, I, I was going to have my son in America. And after the delivery, 
my spirit sank so low. I was so depressed, so down. It was tough for me. But this song by Kirk Franklin, I know that I can make it. Start from the top. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. That's right. Trouble they the last always. Oh, there's a friend in Jesus. Oh, wipe your tears away. Jesus, I can take it. Ah, with Him I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is with Jesus. I can take it. I can take it. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how strong it is. It doesn't matter how painful it is. I can take it because of Jesus with me. Are you hearing me, somebody? My Take it. With him I know I can stand No matter what may come my way My life is in your hand And I sang this song over and over and over again I get up in the morning, I sing it I'll sing it, I'll sing it and I'll sing it Those days there were no iPads But I don't know whether I had a CD or something But I remember singing about 22, 23 years ago. I sang it over. It was like an anchor to my soul. And I kept on singing with Jesus. I can take it. I can take it. I can take it. I can take it. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. I can take it. It may be painful, but I can take it. It may be tough, but I can take it. Because I am not alone. Jesus is with me. His strength is my strength. I'm telling you something this morning. That whatever it is that has been discouraging you with Jesus, you can take it. And you will make it. You will make it. You will take it. You come out of it. And one day coming soon, you will stand to testify about this day. Are you understanding me? Can't take it. Come on, lift it up. With him I know I can stand. No matter what may come It's a season. It's a time. It will pass. It's a season. It's a time. It will pass. It's not forever. With him I know. Up the path with him, I know I can stand. No matter what, they come my way. My life is in your hands. 
can take it. With him I know I can stand. No matter what, make up my way. My life is in your hands. Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord for his strength. His strength given to us. His strength. Hallelujah. His strength. His strength. He said, eat and drink. Receive strength. Because the journey is far. It's difficult. So the journey is too great for you. That's what the word said. He said, arise, eat and drink. Because the journey is too great for you. There are certain things that are, you know, too great for you. You are human. How much of this can you take? How much more can you handle? You can't. By yourself, you can't. But he gives us the grace. As we look to him and as we seek him, he grants us the grace. Ah, this morning I pray over your life. Thank you, Jesus. That the Lord God hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. May the Lord send you help from his sanctuary. May the Lord remember all your offerings and your sacrifices. I pray this morning that may God grant you, according to the desires of your heart, our fulfillment in all things. The Lord sent you help from his sanctuary. He sent the angel to help Elijah. This great man of God was at his lowest of lows, but he found help in the Lord. May you find help in the Lord. May God grant you help, I pray. The strength from God, the strength of God, that is beyond the strength of man. There are certain times in your life man can't help you. No one can help you. If you've ever been there when everybody has come and gone and everybody has talked to you and then suddenly it's nighttime and you are alone. I mean, you are alone, really alone. And you are lying on your bed. You can't sleep. Everybody's asleep, but you are left with you. But I tell you that in that time, Jesus is with you. I want to talk to somebody who feels like giving up today. <laughs> that God is releasing a new strength upon you. God is giving you new strength. I, I, I know because this word is so strong in my spirit. And as I speak, my tummy feels like an oven so hot. I know when I, when I feel the anointing. Listen, somebody feels like giving up. You feel that you can't take it anymore. It's too much for you. But this morning, God is giving you strength by this word. Releasing a new strength upon you. Somebody is sick out there. You have a cancer. The pain is too much. God is giving you strength to bear and you will come out. Somebody, I mean, the, 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 the emotional anguish you are going through from that relationship seems too much. for. But God is giving you the strength that you need. Somebody feels so depressed, but this one, I pray that may the yoke of depression be broken off your mind, off your life. I pray may you be delivered from that stronghold of depression. May the power of depression break off your soul. Loose your mind. Be released. Every oppression that has come upon you, pushing you down, you are sinking. But this morning, I speak to your spirit to arise in the strength of Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, may the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is coming by this word bring you the liberty, the freedom that you need from this oppression and receive the strength of God. 
everybody receive the strength of God this morning. Receive strength. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Elijah received strength for a journey that was too great for him. For a time that was too much for him. And I know God is releasing strength upon his people. We are all praying that God end this coronavirus. End this coronavirus. And the more we pray, they say there's a second wave and there's a, there's a well, new strain and all that kind of thing. But listen, God will give strength to his people. God will give strength to his people. Somebody put your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will give strength to his people. He will strengthen us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I hear the word of healing. Everybody stand up this morning. Receive healing in your body. Healing. Healing. The healing anointing of the Spirit of God comes upon you. Receive healing. Receive healing in your body. Maybe you haven't had the coronavirus, but I'm praying that God gives you the healing grace, that your body will be strengthened. We call something divine health, that you walk in divine health, that no matter what comes, your body will be able to withstand, receive divine health. And those of you who are sick, receive healing. Those of you online, receive healing. Those of you who have recovered, receive your strength back. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may the strength of the Lord brood upon you. I command healing for you, receive it. Spirit of God, touch everyone. Touch everyone, Lord. Touch every life. Touch every life. Let the fear of death leave your mind now. For you will not die, but you will live to declare the goodness of the Lord. And I speak this prophetically to you. You will not die, but you shall live to declare the good works of the Lord. The Lord will restore health unto you. Say, I will restore health unto you. And I will heal you of all your wounds, saith the Lord. Receive restoration of your health restoration of your peace, restoration of your joy in life, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. you. May be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to end this message here. Next week, Sunday, I'll continue it. Hallelujah. But, you know, there's a word, the final scripture that the Spirit of God put upon my spirit, I'll share with you. Next week, I'll share it again. But that was a final word, so I, I want to release it to you. He said to me from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He said, there is no temptation and therefore no trial, no problem that has come upon you except that which is common to man. Whatever has come, whatever will come, it is common to man. That means that it's happened or it's happening. But he says, but God is faithful. The scripture, can you put the scripture on the board? Oh, beautiful. He said, but God is faithful. Who will you not know, allow you to suffer or to be tempted beyond that which you are able to bear? Amen. God knows your frame. God knows the strength you have. God knows your breaking point. He will not allow you to go beyond that which you are able to bear. But it's about will the temptation, with it, with the trial, with the affliction, he will make a way to escape. He will make a way to escape so that you'll be able to bear it. This morning, I leave this word with you, that no matter what it is, the strength of God is given. Seek God. Seek Him. Draw closer to God. This is a time when we ought to draw closer to God in prayer, in worship, in fastings. Whatever you do, just get close. And the closer, He said, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. His strength will come upon you and you will overcome. You will make it in the name of Jesus.
Be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged in your spirit. It is for a season. It's not forever. Nothing is forever. No condition is permanent. Huh. Everything has an expiry date. Except God. Amen. Be encouraged in your spirit. And I pray that the peace of God rests upon you and your family. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.